What would happen if you allowed yourself to fully partner with God? I'm Jessica, wife, mom, and business coach. After years of building an empire and coaching hundreds of women, I decided to stop separating my faith and my business so I could become a kingdom builder. A kingdom builder is a woman who wants to build herself up in faith so she can grow her business, increase her influence, and multiply her wealth. All for God's kingdom. Listas? Let's go. Kingdom Builder, thank you so much for hitting play on this conversation with Dr. Elise Sanchez, who is a licensed clinical psychologist. She specializes in maternal mental health, couples, and sex therapy, and she knows that God has called her to restore family and reestablish his divine order in the home. Dr. Elise is a wife. She's been happily married to her husband for nine years. She's a mom of two littles, Alina and Sunny, and she really believes that family is our first ministry. She loves talking about bold topics such as God, sex, therapy, and money because she knows that God created both to be enjoyed. She's also the creator of a new freshly launched Go At Your Own Pace online course for Christian couples called Turned On and Tuned In. And it creates a safe space for you and your spouse to learn, reflect, and design the sex life and marriage that you both want and crave. And it teaches you how to have shame-free sex and intimacy. So let's get into this conversation about kingdom building sex because we believe that strong marriages are essential to the survival of families and it really does start in the home. So let's go. And how's it going? Good. I'm so excited to be here. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. I think I I love that you're talking about things that are feeling uncomfortable, maybe as believers. And I love the position that your brand and just your expertise has taken and talking about things that feel uncomfortable but have to be said. And so I kind of just wanted you to start off with talking to us about maybe some things that you were seeing as an expert, but then also as a believer, and you saw like a gap that needed to be filled there. Yes. So as a clinical psychologist, I was doing couples and sex therapy. And so there's a huge pleasure gap. Like women, they want to say that women don't have a desire for sex. Like women just don't enjoy sex. But what it is, is they're not enjoying the sex that they're having. A lot of women are not orgasming, never have orgasmed. And not that they don't love their partner, that they're not in like a committed relationship. They just don't know how things work properly. Like there's no proper education. Like think of your sex education that you got, you know, like mine was literally (laughs) separated the boys and the girls. I think they talked to us about puberty and that was about it. Like we didn't get any sex education growing up Catholic. I grew up Catholic. Yeah. Uh, and in high school, it was just abstinence, like fear. You're going to get pregnant. Or you're going to get STDs. That scene in Mean Girls, that was literally my sex ed. You're going to get chlamydia and die. <laughs> like That was it. And I was already doing intimacy seminars with my mentor who got me into couples and sex therapy in the first place. I wanted nothing to do with it. People come to couples therapy when they're going to get divorced. It's like their last ditch effort before they get divorced. Like, I don't want to be a mediator while people are fighting and arguing we started going to trainings and conferences and things. And I loved it. I just loved everything. They connected it all to like your blueprint from childhood, like attachment theory. I was just all about it. As a believer, even though I grew up Catholic, it wasn't save yourself till you get married or, but those messages were still there, right? Like we only have sex to procreate. That's what the Catholic church teaches, like no birth control, 
only sex to make a baby. And so I felt that programming for myself impact my sex life with my husband to the point where, like we always had good sex, don't get me wrong, but when we were doing it for the right reasons, like I'm doing quotes here, that it was amazing. Felt like my brain and my body were finally in sync. And it was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the church does a huge disservice for this. The purity culture that's created, it's the fear-based aspect of it that I'm not okay with because I've seen a lot of women coming in my office, like at doing therapy with the church, culture, religion, society, all of it telling you like, no, 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 no. It's bad. It's bad. Don't do it. Like your body registers that as shame as it's not good, I'm bad, you know, this isn't good to be doing. And so then when you get married, all of a sudden to just flip that switch is impossible. You can't just turn it off and be like, okay, now let me enjoy it. And especially like I made this for Christian women and I know that God like did everything to get me to this point. Now I had to get stronger in my faith. I had to invite the Holy Spirit in and find a relationship for me to be able to talk about it now in the way that I do and he gave me all the downloads. He took me to all the scriptures. I didn't know how to read the Bible. I'd never read the Bible before. I never really had a like strong prayer life. Yeah. And so it's been like a year and a half of just working on me, working on my heart, sending me the right people, connecting me to everything. He just brought everything, told me to go to TikTok, told me what to talk about, downloaded a whole course on in my mind. The Holy for- Spirit strategy is like unmatched, right? It's just yeah. unmatched. I love that so much that it was already taking like the skills and the knowledge you already had. And I really love that you said like, oh, it's not like you could just turn a switch because we're talking about society and, you know, maybe even just the church, but we're also forgetting about like culturally, um, you and I are Latinas and I know that a lot of listeners are women of color. And we also have that stigma too of the things that we don't talk about. And I love that, like that's starting to become part of your brand is like, and, and before your brand was speak the secret. Like you've always loved talking about the things that no taboo one wants to talk about. Taboo. That's the word I was looking for. Taboo topics. Yeah. God, sex, money. <laughs> that's right. my jam. No one wants to talk about, about those things, but at the same time, just again, be free in God and like the way that we were created, you know, building his kingdom and knowing that building his kingdom looks different and we all have different businesses and different ideas. But really, it's just taking our past experiences, like God doesn't waste anything. Like it's almost like different parts of your life all of a sudden just came together. But now God is, like you say, at the center. Yes, it's been such a journey. He was the missing piece. And all my experiences, like my parents got divorced when I was 20. So that's why doing couples work became like a huge thing for me, like being those cycles of divorce and infidelity of what I saw in my family and what I saw working with couples. Uh, the lack of communication, like all these things, because like, we're not taught this, like where, especially culturally, right? We don't talk about our feelings. We don't talk about sex. And so that is already creating shame in our bodies where we're showing up in this relationship now. And it's like, I don't know how to talk about sex. I don't know how to talk about money. I don't know how to talk about my feelings. And now I have this other person with his own imprint, blueprint and template, right? Mm -hmm. And we're trying to merge them and create our own life together. So it's a lot of stuff going on. And I couldn't not include God in this. Like when I was building this, I was going back and forth and building my course that I'm like, he gave me everything and he brought all of this. And I know it was all to grow the kingdom and to help 
Christian women like enjoy their sex lives because a lot of them aren't because there's so much shame. And again, it's not being talked about in the church or it's like, what's okay, what's not okay. And there's such a fine line. And again, with this, like I take it down to communicating between you and your partner and going to the Holy Spirit and inviting them, the Holy Spirit into your relationship, into your sex life, into your marriage. Ask. Yeah. I invite you into my marriage. I invite you into my sex life. I want you in all areas of my life. You know, reveal to me what I need to know in this area. Reveal to me what areas I'm blocked and not allowing myself to receive the goodness, like not allowing, but inviting just a conversation. It's just a relationship, right? Another relationship. That's so good. I love that. Inviting the Holy Spirit. And I've I've, um, talked about this too, just really that full surrender when we say we want God in our life and just inviting God into like our business, our lives, our sex life, our marriages. You kind of started to talk about this was what were the main struggles people had when they were struggling with their sex life? And just generally, like, I'm sure they're all the same. The number one is communication. Like we don't know how to communicate one about our feelings. And so when you don't, then you don't feel safe in your relationship. And then that makes it hard to be vulnerable in the bedroom. So there's other things going on in the marriage and the relationship that are impacting the sex life. Or the other thing that I saw a lot of is, like I said, the relationship is good. There's good intimacy, good connection, good friendship, but the intimacy in the bedroom is off. So either no orgasm, no pleasure, um, not connecting in the deepest way that they know they know how that they know they can. Like a lot of women will tell me, like, I'm not into it, but I want to be. My husband's amazing. I love him. I just I can't get there. Like, don't enjoy it. Like I'm distracted. I'm not in my body. Like I'm doing my to do list. I'm waiting for it to be over, like things like that. And they feel really bad because they don't even want to verbalize that to their partner because it's nothing to do with their partner. And so then what do they do? They're like, I must be broken. You know, something's wrong with me. I can't orgasm. I don't enjoy sex. And it is not that at all. A lot of it comes down to what is blocking you. And for a lot of Christians, it's that it's not talked about, that it's taboo, um, that there's been so much like shame built around it to the point where like, like I said, you can't just turn it off now and be like, okay, I'm married. It's okay now. Let me enjoy it. Yeah. I was actually thinking right now while you were speaking, two other things came up around maybe why sex is hard to talk about or also just kind of looking at it from a spiritual side maybe inviting god into like healing journey if that's something that people need to do or haven't done before they got married right like some healing might need to happen and the second thing i don't even ever talk about this but this download just came through where i was like there's very much soul ties i think could be contributing to a lot of the reasons why people can't fully go in on their sex life on their marriage right like because there's things that are holding them back maybe it is a healing maybe it is past experiences or guilt and shame around sex but then also just still like breaking free of any prior experiences or expectations that they might have yes great point i'm glad you brought that up one thing and i'll share personally like i'm totally open um i wasn't taught to save myself for marriage i was taught 
like virginity is sacred and special. And once you give it away, you can't get it back. Save yourself for someone when you're in love. Like those were the types of messages I got about sex. And that was about it. The extent of my sex talk. I had to repent. I was convicted one day of exactly that. Like soul ties, connections to people I was with before my partner. And I had to write them down. And again, Holy Spirit just downloaded this. and was like, write it down. I prayed over it and I released anything. I was like, I only want to be connected in this way to my husband. And this is one thing that, again, like we don't think about. But exactly like you said, you have expectations, you have visions, you have images, you have other things in your mind that are affecting your relationship with your partner subconsciously, of course. Yeah. Um, and so on TV, right? Like even just like oh, yeah. the movies, the hot sex scenes, the mm-hmm. rip your I know that's real. Right, right. But all of those things too are just yeah. that you're like, wait, like I actually want to just detach all of these concepts and ideas and fully just like you said, I love that you listed them out and then just prayed over them and released them to be able to make space for true intimacy, for yes. that real connection. From a sex therapist, really, like what is, who's also a believer, who's talking about all things taboo, like what are some things that you recommend us? One of the things that we don't see on TV that is essential to having amazing sex is communication and communicating in the bedroom, like giving feedback, like during making it fun, making it playful, giving feedback. Oh, I really like that. Keep doing that. Ooh, go back to what you were just doing. Things like that, just prompts, right? But again, this is where for me working with women, a lot of women are blocked where they don't even know what they enjoy. They're not even like in their body in the moment when it's happening. So it's hard for them to even verbalize what they want or what they need. And so then we got to like take it back even further and work with her separately ever see that on tv you never see them talking about it or after the fact how was that for you what did you enjoy most stuff like that and i always like to point out foreplay is essential and foreplay is not just the acts that you do right before penetration it is literally from the last time you had sex every nice thing you've done to your with your partner every nice thing you've said to them acts of service words of uh, affirmation like all the love languages all that stuff that is foreplay building it up for when you get to connect and when i talk about intimacy intimacy and sex are not interchangeable like intimacy is being truly vulnerable and open with your partner into me you see letting them really see you really know you you're deep dark and ugly and that's scary for a lot of people because we're afraid if i show you all of me you're not going to want me i'm going to scare you off right and so little by little when you're able to make those connections with your partner and let them in and let them see and know you and you see like oh my god they didn't get scared they're not leaving me they're not it didn't change how they felt you start to open up even more and then it's that trust it's that connection it's that friendship it's flirting it's letting your partner know you still find them attractive and so that's why i'm so passionate about talking about sex and intimacy because if you're married and you lose that part of your relationship you're just roommates. You're just friends, like living in the house, raising kids together. So that's why sex isn't everything, but God created it to be enjoyed within marriage. And he wants us to experience pleasure. Like it's a physical representation of his love for us. God is an intimate God. God is a relational God. And then the plus is also, yes, procreate, be fruitful and multiply so that we can raise more kids. And so for me, it's more about like breaking those cycles too and teaching my kids about sex. Like my daughter knows vulva, penis, like she knows the proper names of her parts. The messages I give her now, if I'm like, don't do that, stop. 
that's already priming her for shame. Like, oh, feeling good down here is bad. Mm. Touching myself is bad. And so going to God with all of that stuff and going with to your partner first, like I said, because for some couples, oral sex may be like hard. No, nope, we can't do that. No. And for some, because for me, I'm like, that's more intimate. And that's more in alignment with how God created sex to be selfless, to be looking for the other person's pleasure, right? So like society and the enemy and the world distorted sex and made it perverted. Defiling the bed, like all of that, again, it's for you and your partner to decide. Like if one partner's really into dirty talk, it's where did they learn it from? If it was porn and if it's ugly and vulgar and makes the woman feel little and small and ugly, and she's like, I don't like this, okay, let's, we can still do dirty talk, but maybe not in that way. And that's why for me, like porn is a hard no. Even as a sex therapist, I shared this in another podcast I did. It's so funny that on my podcast, I had had a sex therapist come on a male because I wanted to get a male's perspective on sex. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about ethical porn and all this stuff. And I just felt so like unsettled. And because I, I always felt uncomfortable bringing that up in therapy because a lot of sex therapists are all for, I've even heard pastors or Christian leaders recommend porn to like give examples, but no, it is educate. It's not education. I'm sorry. It is entertainment. Mm. It is not to go to learn new moves or learn new tricks. No. And the recording didn't work. God was always looking out for me. Everything wasn't in place yet for me to show up in this way as a psychologist and talking about this in a biblical way. There's nobody out there doing this because we're actually taught to keep our personal opinions and views private. Right. There's a need out there, like, and everyone else that I saw, their coaches, relationship experts and things, but I'm like, no, I have like education and training on this to know like what's going on, what's blocking you, what's happening in your mind, in your body, and how do we clear that and remove that? But bringing God in and using that as like, this is why it was created and remembering why so that that will overcome all the shame that you feel or all the negative feelings or uncomfortable feelings that come up that that, those are not of God. (laughs) We got to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that you just said that. Um, One time my, my pastor, my church actually has talked about sex in the last couple of years. One time my pastor said that sex really starts like even at the beginning of the day, the doing of the dishes, the, the sexy text during the day, like, Hey, I'm thinking of you, right. It's just like that kind of buildup of foreplay, Mm -hmm. not just the physical part, also the emotional, just kind of like the leading up to it. It's not just like, Hey, let me rub your back. It's literally the foreplay of just the day. Like you said, from the last time to this time. And I just want to add with that too, is a lot of women and men, a lot of people have sexual trauma. And so you can't work with a coach and talk about sex. And that's why it irks me when people are just like, have sex for 30 days, 30 day sex challenge. And it's no, like, that's not going to help people resolve the problem. Like, okay, yeah. Now after 30 days, you had sex every day. Did you enjoy it? Did you connect? More women are vocal about it. Like that's just stereotypically what we hear, right? The male has more of a sex drive and the woman's the one who's like, I don't really want to, but it's an issue with how it's initiated. And if there's sexual trauma, if it feels too aggressive or too like abrupt and exactly like you said, we haven't talked in a while. We haven't connected emotionally because as a woman, we need to feel love to want to have sex. Or for men, it's usually the opposite. They need sex to feel love because that's the only real place that males are able to express themselves in that way, right? What would you say is the biggest benefit for women? Like we could fill in the blank and say like, if you have a great sex life, that means that you're going to, but after working with somebody that helps you have these breakthroughs, like what does that really mean? Not just 
more pleasure and like better sex. Yes. Right. How else does that show up in your life? How do you know that a woman is having good sex or how do you like, how do you think that she just walks around? How does that play out? You're more confident. You're lighter. You're more secure in your relationship because sex was designed to connect you with your partner. And so again, this is why like the premarital sex is an issue. Like it's giving you a false connection with someone that you're not meant to be connected to for life, right? (laughs) But in marriage, it's literally bonding you and attaching you to your partner. It's deepening the relationship. That for me, that was my mission. My vision was like, how do I ultimately help the kids? Like making the partner stronger, making the couple stronger because that is the foundation and your family life is the first imprint that you get. So if the mom and dad's relationship is good and strong and we're able to openly talk about sex and talk about God and include them together, teach that to your kids, your kids are growing up to be healthy and happy and strong and they're passing on a different blueprint to their kids. But yeah, the confidence, the sexiness, the flirtiness, the deeper connection and relationship to your husband but it's remembering like why it was created, why you were created, that God created you to be a sensual sexual being, to experience pleasure. Like he wants you to enjoy this, to enjoy your husband. And this is where like stress, the best stress relief out there. If you have a headache or you're sick, women, you always hear that, right? Like, oh, I have a headache, I don't wanna do it. It takes your headache away. If you're stuffy, it clears your nasal passage. All of this oxytocin is just endorphins. So you burn calories, like there's so many benefits. Everyone again, around like- you benefits, right? I would say that yeah. that would be say everyone around you benefits. So that's why I think it's so important to, of course, like invest in having someone work through those issues to help you work through those if those are issues for you. But everyone wins when, you know, when a woman is feeling more confident, right? Like you're more creative, you're more, yes. yes right? Like you're able to really step into that, that next business deal. If something doesn't go through, it rolls off. It's you're unbothered, right? Like there's just a different type of security um, and creativity that I, I think that comes with that. And so when we're building the kingdom, when we're showing up and when we're really wanting to do God's work, we also want to make sure that we're doing everything in our home and for ourselves, right? And establishing that firm foundation for whatever else we're looking to build. Tell us about your course and like what you have coming together, how this all played out and how this is going to impact so many women. I can't wait for it to come out. Tell us more about that. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you were actually the start of the beginning of it. I joined LBA a year and a half ago. And if you remember on our discovery call, I remember talking about this and you were like, oh my gosh, yes, I get the chills. I get the vibes of you being like a relationship coach or because I turned into, everyone always told me this, you turn into a different person, you light up when you talk about sex and relationships and marriage. And so that was like the first thing in my mind, but I was kind of like, everybody's already out there talking about sex. In my mind, it just didn't connect yet. Mm -hmm. And so I actually launched a course after LBA called Worthy of Wealth. And that was what it was gonna be, like a four week course about building wealth and how it translates to your other areas of your life. And like, it's almost the same but God was not included in any of that. I wasn't where I'm at now in my journey. I was barely starting pray and go to the Holy Spirit and ask for guidance. Uh, I wasn't reading my Bible, none of that. And just like leaning into that feminine energy more because so many of us, especially like business women, right? You're in that masculine so much. And so when we do that and we're in that mode all the time, we don't allow our husbands to be the man in the relationship. We need to be soft. We need to be nurturing. We need to be 
Yeah, so that the creativity and the flow and all of that comes. God just literally started downloading it. I got the download for my course, all of it, right before I was going to record it on a run. I woke up, I prayed, and he was like, go for a run. I went for a run, and I swear to you, it was literally like boom, 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 like the five sections I was going to have. And yeah, and I was getting, I was starting to get anxious before that because as I was trying to come out with an outline or trying to make notes, the enemy would just creep in and start whispering in my ear, Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to worry about it. (laughs) It's going to work out. And it did. And he gave me the name. He gave me the price. He gave me everything turned on and tuned in marriage and intimacy. That is the name of the course. Yes. So, cause it's about the marriage, the connection, being turned on for God, being turned on for your partner, being turned on about your marriage, all of it. Right. But also tuned in, like tuning into your partner, turning towards your partner, building that bond up stronger right because it's a it's way bigger than you like your marriage is just a small representation of again god's love for us and this is why marriages and families are under attack and this is what my like deep mission is on top of breaking the cycles it's building the kingdom but taking it all back to how it started and why it was created like taking it all back from the enemy everything that's been distorted everything that we're told they're all lies. And so just convicting people again on like, this is why you chose your partner. This is why you fell in love. Remembering that to deepen that bond and that connection, because this is your legacy. This is what you're going to leave to your kids. Your kids are getting examples of mom and dad, husband and wife now from you. Are you happy with what they're seeing? Happy if your kids end up with a marriage like yours? Honestly, I love having these conversations with you too, because I know you in real life. Anytime that we start talking, we just like, like lean in. Like, I love the girl chat. I, I have one more question and then I'll let you go. But how about women that are not currently in relationships or are not married? Maybe they're single. Uh, maybe they were married and they're really wanting to do things right this next time, right? Or maybe that's something that's in prayer for them. Do you have any recommendations for if somebody's already been married and they're single now or widowed or divorced, like this course is still for you because you're still going to learn. You can use your past relationship to reflect on and then now build this new foundation of I'm becoming who God created me to be or not becoming. I hate that word. Like you're who God created you to be and you're preparing and praying for him to prepare your partner for you. Right. And bringing them to you. And so this is just a good place to like start reflect when you're single, you're not tied down to anyone, to anything. You have so much freedom to like do really deep work, be out there in ministry, be out there serve. Like you have such a gift being single and society. There's again, disservice of like, it's bad, find a partner, get married. And I think a lot of people rush into it before they're ready. And marriage is not for the faint of heart, like merit. You need to be emotionally mature to be married. <laughs> yeah. So good. Okay. Well, I love this conversation. I'm so excited to for the launch of this course and just all of the women and the families that it's going to serve because our first ministry really is our home. And when we can, you know, work with God and really like have God be at the center of that, then we can build anything that we want. And anything else that we that comes from that is really just on a firm foundation. Like I always say in this podcast, first we have to build ourselves up, right? We have to build our relationships up, our faith up, our marriage up, our sex up. And then basically anything is uh, possible. <laughs> Tell them who you are if you're living in the movement. You want to praise God. This is how we do it. It's my God. It's my God. It's my God. Thank you so much for listening. 
please subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Click the link in the show notes to join our Kingdom Builder community app, where you'll get access to free monthly devotionals and additional resources around faith, business, and wealth. This podcast is sponsored by Kingdom Builder.